0: The grace Notes. On our last program, Barbara Sandbeck began a new series on Elijah, a man for the times. The ungodly king Ahab had led them into Baal worship. In an effort to steer his people back to him, God withdrew his hand of blessing so they would appreciate what he had done for them. God chose the prophet Elijah to tell the king that there would be no dew or rain until he said so. Then he told Elijah to go and hide and he'd supply his needs through a brook and a raven. God kept his promise and then began to groom Elijah's faith for an even tougher task ahead. Let's continue now and see how Elijah handled his isolation and humbling conditions. It
1: sure wasn't dinner at the Ritz, but Elijah obeyed without complaint. Elijah began to settle in. But just like school, where we move to a new grade with new challenges after we pass, There is no status quo in the faith course for any believer. God is always working to conform us to the image of Christ, and he does this through trials. Elijah's brook dried up. This time, though, God didn't tell him beforehand. Why didn't he? Elijah's serving God. Doesn't he deserve special treatment? Well, God doesn't have to tell us anything. When God doesn't give us the wise, it's because He wants to move us to a new faith level where we learn to believe what Philippians 1.6 says, He who hath begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. God begins, God performs, and God completes the work. Our job is to trust that He is working, even when we don't have all the answers. The prophet Isaiah understood this when he wrote in Isaiah 64.8, O Lord, Thou art our Father. We are the clay, and thou art potter, and we are the work of thy hand. God sees us based on what we can become. He uses the tough situations to mold us into the beautiful person he wants us to be, and what we really want to be. God has a plan to work through us, and it's most effective when he's worked in us. Our Father, the greatest potter of all time, will be faithful to do whatever it takes to make us useful for His kingdom, His glory, and our ultimate benefit.
2: Wide and low he said What is my bid for the this-
1: So, what should we do when our brook dries up? Well, it's not time to complain. It's time to listen for directions. More than likely, it's time for a change. The source of blessing is somewhere else. Don't return to the brook. Now, I've lived through a brook experience. After I retired from a full-time career, I was out of the workplace for a few years. But then I decided to return part-time for what I thought was a few months, to pay off some bills. It ended up keeping my attention for almost seven years. Somehow I felt I had returned to a brook I should never have revisited. I didn't reap the monetary benefits I expected, or the blessing of seeing God meet my needs His way. When the well finally ran dry, I promised the Lord I wouldn't revisit it, and I haven't. I wouldn't trade my faith walk for anything now, I can't explain how he provides he just does God didn't make Elijah wait long God is rarely early but he is never late he came to Elijah with directions he said go at once to another land and stay there I have commanded a widow to take care of you that sounds pretty good doesn't it well here's the situation the land where he is sent to is where Queen Jezebel came from and Baal is worshiped there Now here he is, a man of God, to be taken care of by a pagan woman. She's a step above a raven, but widows were not respected back then, and she was poor to boot. God's ways are not our ways. They often don't make sense to us. I've concluded that if the situation turns out the way I figured it should, I've probably forced it too. More than likely, it's God's permissive will rather than his perfect will for me, because his ways are not. Our ways. The only way we can learn His ways is to watch how He works through our trials. Why did God use a famished, poverty stricken Gentile woman to help Elijah? God uses anything and anyone to accomplish His purpose in us. The benefits of our faith training spill out into the lives of others, too. God wanted to increase her faith as well as His. It's time for a display of God's power. Another miracle is about to take place. In Second Corinthians twelve nine, the Lord says, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness." In our ministry, it seems like the more adversity before a concert, the more God works. Why? Because when we can't rely so much on ourselves, God's strength is manifested. A great outpouring of the Holy Spirit occurred in a concert where I had to stop and ask the audience to pray for my sore throat, and Dale just couldn't find a way to get a good sound. Our job is to trust and obey, no matter what. Proverbs 3, 5-6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths." In the early years of our ministry, my faith was very weak. I realized that if God was going to use me in a greater way, He would have to take me through some tough times where I didn't have all the answers. He has done that and continues to do that. My faith has grown, and I am grateful. God sees the whole picture. We see only one car on the train of our life. In my quest to know the will of God for my life, he has given me some standards to follow. Listen carefully to this song I wrote. The answer is in the third verse.
0: for joining the program. For more information about Sandbeck Concert Ministries, write to P.O. Box 581, Faustin, Maryland 21047. That's P.O. Box 581, Faustin, Maryland 21047. Or look us up on our webpage at www.sandbeckministries.com. That's www.sandbeckministries.com m-i-n-i-s-t-r-i-e-s dot com If God leads you, please send along a love gift to help us stay on this station. Don't miss our next program. Another blessing is in store for you.